G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. We might all agree the birth of a baby is a moment of wonder and amazement. But if you've been there and you now find yourself as a parent, you can't help but be struck by the sense of responsibility that now rides on your shoulders as a parent. Well, a newborn child is utterly helpless and reliant on parents for every need. A discussion today about this vulnerability of children and the way we prepare for the journey of parenthood, looking after the well-being of a child in all of the dimensions, not just the physical and the emotional, but also the spiritual. Graham MacDonald, the founder of Did You Know Network, spent most of his ministry life as a children's advocate for Children of the World, a ministry of Campus Crusade for Christ. Graham's been reflecting on the dangers facing the newest generation growing up in Australia right now as children who don't know the Lord. Graham MacDonald, welcome back to 2020. Well, thank you, Neil. Appreciate the uh, the opportunity. Graham, let's reflect for a moment the responsibility of raising a child in what is fast becoming a very different, even a very hostile world, uh, caring less about the value of people. What are your thoughts for this generation? Well, what, what I see, um, Neil, is through history, through, through history in the scriptures, we see there's there's been times when children who are the most vulnerable of all have been uh, put at risk. And the, the consequences of parents basically not doing their job um, as they should, as God's instruction, in fact, as a commandment, um, we see that there's that children end up in dire straits and end up in all sorts of issues that um, I believe could be avoided. We can do it right, we can do it wrong. And I wonder whether you've got some thoughts here that what we do early as parents has a significant impact on that child and how they're going to behave and how they're going to survive in a society as they come of age. Well, I think one of, one of the, the best examples is when we go back into the book of Deuteronomy and we look at uh, chapter 6, verses 6 to 7, and here we see God is preparing um, his people to go into the promised land. Now, the promised land is going to be flowing with milk and honey, and, and God actually gives the, the Jewish nation instructions, and, and he says these words. In fact, this particular portion of scripture is actually even today is recited at least twice a day by devout Jews and he basically says you know um, here O Israel the Lord your God is one love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul with all your mind and these words which I command you today shall be in your heart and you shall teach them diligently to your children when you sit down when you walk along the way whatever you might be doing so God's instructions to Jewish people going into the promised land, which was going to be flowing with milk and honey, was to impart their faith, live out their faith in front of the children, talk about it, so that the children absorb 
the, the, their faith. It's not imposed on children, but it's, it's absorbed because it's what children see, the way the parents respond to each other. And so that, that to me, is a, a very strong lesson. However, what happens is that when you, trans, when you um, go forward some 120, 150 years, you read the, a very sad situation where the, the people who were in the promised land, who'd been there 120, 150 years, we, we read where there's a whole generation that passed away, Joshua and all that group, but the next generation don't know the Lord nor what he has done for Israel. Somewhere along the line, the, the Jewish parents, grandparents, did not pass on the, the information as it was required, re- requested by, um, by Moses about what God has done in that country, in that, for the Israelites. And I, I have a sense that today we are living in those times in this country where we have children who don't know the Lord nor what he has done for this country, Australia. What our children know of the Lord uh, is an important thing because it affects behaviours, and those behaviours, no doubt, are what affects the flourishing of humanity. And uh, it's either the flourishing or the destruction of humanity. And what you're saying is if we have a generation that does not know the Lord, the future looks more like destruction than it does flourishing. Uh, that's, and, and I think that's that's quite obvious. When when you you study, um, uh, particularly in our education system, you you study where the back in the sixties and the seventies we start to have this change from a lot of the the virtues of Christianity and and concern, respect, care for others was was very much a part of the everyday moral teachings of children, whether it be Christian or not, but that was still a part of the accepted norm for our society. But as the years and the generations have gone on now, we have a situation whereby we actually have um, bureaucrats who actually want to remove our Christian heritage from the national school curriculum. Now, the, the national school curriculum um, is the federal, uh, federal government has uh, indicated that it, we, we should be teaching our Christian heritage to our children throughout the public school system. However, my experience is that um, that's not happening and because uh, education is a state-controlled event and whilst the, the, the federal education, state education ministers and bureaucrats say, yes, we will do these things, in reality, that's not actually happening. And now they've got to the stage where they actually want to eliminate it and there's quite a lot of um, um, going backwards and forwards on that and submissions were put in and they, they were actually um, completed by last week. Graham, when we talk about children, you say children are wired to believe in God. Uh, but if our children are denied the opportunity to believe in God, because perhaps as parents we're falling down on the job, not letting our children in on these ways that they can know God, there are some symptoms that you would look for. And uh, you've described those sorts of things as higher rates of anxiety, depression, and disturbed and suspicious ways of thinking and antisocial behaviour. Is that the sort of thing you think is becoming the norm? Uh, it, it's becoming more and more obvious, and it's becoming it is becoming more and more normal. 
And, and as you read the newspapers and what have you, you see this. And, and some, in, but it, some interesting um, research that was done in 2007 by uh, Dr. Rosemary Aird, and she did a, um, a study on 3,021-year-olds um, here in Australia. And that she currently looked at two belief systems. One was a belief in God associated with traditional religion, and the other one was basically the new age or the new spiritualities with no recognition of God. And in her research, she sees that the, the, the non-traditional beliefs are linked to higher rates of anxiety, depression, disturbed and suspicious ways of thinking. That, that was a part of her, um, uh, her, her findings. Um, families whereby they have a, a Christian component in that family these families were had children who were least likely to get involved in uh, bad behavior or any any of the the really serious things that we have in our, our culture today so you know th there's there's evidence there's not only them there's the theo um, think tank in England they, they did hundred they had looked at 140 academic studies uh, conducted over 30 years and they saw the relationship between a faith component in the family and well-being in a whole range of countries and contexts, it was very important to have that faith component in it. And, and this is why I go back to the scriptures, because Jesus also, um, I think, I believe, demonstrated very, very um, uh, pointedly, pointedly that, you know, children were are important. And, and it's in, in the book of Mark, chapters 10 to 13, and we see that, People were bringing people. People were bringing their children to Jesus. And we don't know exactly why, but obviously there, there was something that they sensed that Jesus had something to offer them. So people were bringing Jesus to the children to Jesus. But the disciples. Now these are the people closest to Jesus. They start saying to the people, "No, no, this is leave Jesus. Leave. You know, we're, we're adults. We're working with kids." Doesn't use those quiet words, but it actually says. The disciples rebuked those people bringing the children to Jesus. And Jesus actually gets very upset. And when you study the scripture, he is he, he's physically, physically affected by what he sees. People stopping children coming to him. And so and then he goes on, he says, you know, he says, Don't stop the kids because the kingdom of heaven belongs to them. And so I sense that along the line somewhere we we and we in the Christian world have not really understood the scriptures and how important and it is that we impart our faith to our children. And I believe all the instructions are there in the scriptures. Graham, as we were talking about the children of Israel and they took on those enemies that were within the promised land and they were under the blessing of God and they were able to establish themselves and flourish, but then they began to ignore the commands of the Lord and things went pear-shaped. As you talk today about Jesus and parents and what our responsibility might be, what sort of practical things do you think parents ought to be doing now to ensure that their children know the Lord so that these things don't happen to them and to the current generation? Well, I think I think there's, there's a number of um, things we need to do. Number one, I think... Um, Parents need to be made aware of their particular role um, in in the household. One of, one of the things that um, still uh, discourage, well, not discourages, but 
makes me a little bit disappointed is that throughout the world, there are very few Bible colleges that have mandatory teaching on children and families. And um, I know here in Australia, there's, there, there's sometimes they have um, an elective or something like that on children. But by and large, very few Bible colleges have mandatory teaching on children and families. So if our clergy are not able to um, explain or encourage us uh, through God's word on how to impart our faith to our children, then everything, I think, starts to come apart then. The other, the other thing, too, is that often in, in churches, and this is not necessarily one particular denomination or another, but in churches generally, um, you know, when you have the pastor, he's got to be qualified, or the minister. Um, if you have a youth worker, they generally have to have some sort of um, training, formal training. Often, and not always, but often in Sunday schools, it's a bit like, Who's available to look after the kids? Who's available to work with the kids? Now, they may be lovely people, they may be beautiful people, and they've got a, obviously a heart for kids. But in terms of actually encouraging children to, to help them understand the scriptures at their level, um, I think we sometimes fall down in that particular area. And there is training available for people to be able to um, effectively communicate biblical truth to children, but I'm not convinced from my experience that um, there's a lot of churches or as many churches as could take advantage of that, that, uh, that training that's available. Be excited about the children and don't let anything dissuade you from knowing that that is perhaps the most important ministry in church to be involved with the teaching and the training up of children in the way that they should go. And parents have a responsibility there. And those times of our lives when our children are in those age groups are the times we're more likely to volunteer and be a part of that. So challenging times, and especially as we think of our children at this stage who don't know the Lord. Graham MacDonald is the founder of the Did You Know Network and uh, many, many decades in children's ministry. You can find the Did You Know Network at didyouknow.info, D-I-D-U-N-O dot info. Graham MacDonald, thanks so much for sharing your thoughts with us today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Appreciate the opportunity. Take care. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 